This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, good afternoon, Carm Capriato. Remarkable results radio podcast. Good to have you here. Boy, I got more apps on my phone that I know what to do with. And don't ask me why, but I like that instantaneous, I can touch an app and get to the information that I need. And so we're going to talk about apps today. <laughs> and who better should I not have on the show but Jeremy Glasgow, founder of App Fueled. Hello, Jeremy. Hi, Carm. Thanks for having me on. Glad to have you here, my friend. And Jeff Mott's here, owner of JJ's Auto Service Center. Hello, JJ. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, Carm, for having me. Don't call you Jeff. Call you JJ. Yeah, go by JJ. Yes, sir. Since its relaunch in 2020, the Napa Auto Care member site has continued to evolve to keep members updated on all the Napa programs, promotions, benefits, and other information available to help their businesses thrive. If you're a Napa Auto Care member, visit member.napaautocare.com to access the member portal. Not a Napa Auto Care Center? Well, contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts store to learn more about how to join the Napa family. Jeremy, this is a question for you. Why are we so enamored with apps? And why are we crazy enough to go to the Play or the app store, get something, and then say, oh my God, it, it cost me $10 a month. What am I, crazy? Gotta have it. Yeah. Wow, Carm, you're going to start with the toughest question to get to the psychology of why people use things. It has to be minimal sacrifice and ease of use. Think about like a customer leaving any business. We do not remember phone numbers. We do not remember website addresses. That's too hard, right? I mean, I was taught in Sunday school, remember, you know, three word Bible verse. That's hard to do, right? So apps have, have taken away this thing that we've all wanted, which is to have instant knowledge, instant access. Google even go, went, went that one extra step and said, yeah, you don't have to remember anything. We're going to let you search and refind it, right? So apps have shortcutted, in my opinion, apps shortcut Google. Now, Google's going to hate me for saying that, but it's true. Like we basically say, you don't have to go to Google anymore. That's what an app is saying. It's saying you're now one step closer to the same knowledge that you could have got through a website by filling out a form. So, Carm, I think it's back to that, the psychology of if things are easy and I don't have to remember anything and it's more convenient. I phrased it this way. An app makes it more convenient to do something again than not. That's how powerful an app can be. Think about apps all the time. You said it's a place for it's easy, it's convenient, it's knowing, it's knowledge. And the beauty of having an app with all my car information at the place that I love to go to that I know, like, and trust is when was the last time I was in? What did I have done? What do they recommend? And every once in a while, when you have those fleeting moments of nothing to do, I don't know how that happens, but every once in a while, you have nothing to do, right? Oh my God, all of a sudden you have to wait in a, in a line at the ice cream store because you're getting stuff to bring home and you say, I just can't sit here and do nothing. Right, JJ? I have to do something. <laughs> That's exactly right. Let me go find out about my car. What's going on at JJ's place? I mean, there's an app for that, right? That's exactly yeah. right. And it's funny, Carm, because I was telling Jeremy before I met Jeremy, you know, I've always wanted an app. I always want an app. So I ventured out to build one myself. Okay. And as I kind of went through the journey of finding developers, and because I'm the kind of guy, like, if I need something and I don't think that it exists or I can't find something that already exists, then of course you got to do my best to try to, you know, try to make it myself. And I reached out to developers in India because I had built another website before and kind of contracting for me and they did a fantastic job. I started my search and I started seeing quickly 
how much it was actually going to cost to kind of do an app at the level that I wanted to do it. I didn't really want like a janky app and it doesn't work or it doesn't have a lot of functionality, all that sort of thing. And the more levels and layers of the app that I wanted to build into it, price got exponentially large. So long story short, during my search through that, I found Jeremy with his app and I could not believe what he made, you know, because everything that he had made, it was even better like 10 times better than what I envisioned it it could be. That started me right there. I said, I, I have to get this. I, had to, I was trying to discover more exactly what he had available. JJ, what does it say about you that you wanted your own app? Does it say that you were a geek? Does it say that I want something that no one else has? Or I need something that brings intimacy with my company to my customer? What was your drive? That's a great question. I think I am an undercover geek. it's funny it's like my knowledge can only i can't dig into the levels that most people do but i can conceptualize what i want and then explain what i want and then have other people build it but i think what it says about me is that i want to be different i don't want to be like everybody else you know my background i don't come from the car industry i come from the finance industry so i don't want to be like everybody else i don't want to be like the dealership i don't want to be like Joe's shop down the street. I want to stand out and be different. And I think a lot of times I look at stuff from a customer's perspective. You know, I don't take on and just think like an owner all the time. I think like a customer, in my opinion, what should the best shop have or be? And what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? What does the best shop feel like in the whole state? What does that look like? And I think that having access to your data, your cars, all of the updated information, all types of coupons, rebates, everything that you could particularly imagine having that in your own hand. I think that's what the best shop has. So are your customers overwhelmed when you basically say, hey, we've got this great app. And then they say to you, you mean there's an app for this? No, not at all. It's it's completely (laughs) opposite. I've talked to other shops and many different people where they think it's just mind blowing how we have an app. To be honest, I don't really want other people to have it. (laughs) All right. So we'll just end the show right now. (laughs) Here's the thing, Carm. JJ and I came to an agreement that we both know we both want opposite things. I want everyone to have an app. He wants no one. So we're we're, we're okay. We're we're in an agreement to disagree. (laughs) No, I think, Carm, that, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a teacher at heart, and I think at the at the end of the day, I want to kind of just share the success that we've had with it. I mean, we've seen, without digging too far into it, but our numbers have increased, our enrollment continually increased. I told Jeremy, I said, look, when I did sign up for that and get the app, he has an amazing thing where he is a man of his work, as he told me, it's 30 days to market. In other words, you sign up today, 30 days, you're online. And I was like, there's no way. How in the world is he going to do it? So he came through. It's just absolutely amazing. So I think other shop owners need to just hear about it. Absolutely. So what did you do, Jeremy, to coax JJ to come on the show since he covets what he has and he doesn't want anyone else to have it? Carm, again, a fabulous question. And my answer has to be God's providence. I mean, even for me to meet a guy like JJ who actually absorbed my 300-page book, which I can't say that that's a very <laughs> common thing to do. So if he's a, he's a teacher, it's like my wife, she's a teacher, but at heart, she's actually a student. So I think great teachers are students. Mm-hmm. And that's... 
I think where JJ and I seem to connect, it's like, he doesn't know this. I need to say it on, on air here. JJ, I learn as much from you as I think you get from me. It's definitely a trait because not a lot of people have been willing to put both the, the proof of what I write about in the book, but the actual theories in practice at every level. JJ's done every single thing. Yeah. And so to, now I'm the student. I really am back to being a student. I, like I told JJ, I'm addicted to his account. I love to see what he's doing and what that might mean to his business. So Okay, so here's what I want to know. If, say, for example, you got a couple thousand people in your database. They all don't show up at the same time. They just whittle in maybe two and a half times a year. That means that you're still constantly recruiting people into the app. But a lot of customers, even brand new ones that come in, they may not have any plans to come back. And is the app there to try to build that connection back? And have you seen any residual because of that, JJ? Of course. I mean, I see the benefit immediately. My thing is, I don't want just customers. Customers are great. I mean, it helps. That's what it's all about. But my whole thing is to convert the customer into a member. Okay. So we want membership. We want people subscribing because within the app, there's so many different actions that customers can take. And by the way, too, Carm, people don't want to app to a, a junky business. If I go to a business and I don't like it, why would I download the app? So it goes without saying you got to first have a good business. Bathroom's got to be clean. Everything's got to be tight all the way from the onboarding process, all the way the, the whole life cycle of that vehicle into the shop. The app adds a dimension that differentiates a particular shop from the guy next door. So it really assists and helps in doing that. So yes, there are some customers that don't want the app. That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. We do let them know kind of, you know, what they'd be missing out and how much they can actually. And by the way, too, our app is free. It's not, it doesn't cost anything. We have it where you can auto renew for $5 a year. You can set it to $1,000 if you want, whatever you want to do. We just set it for $5 because it's not the money that we actually want. We want the multiple touches that every customer does within the app. If the app is free, what's the auto renew for $5? I mean, that's a cost. We were thinking about charging $50 a year, but on the auto renew, that is a charge, but they're able to see that that $5, they already earned that back on day number one. A reality of doing business today is facing a technician shortage, and Napa Auto Care is a free solution with the Napa Auto Care Apprentice Program. The program was pioneered by one of our own, Pete McNeil and Master Technician Jake Sorensen from McNeil's Auto Care in Sandy, Utah, and they realized that the problem of not having technicians available for hire was not going to solve itself and decided to take action. A focus was put on younger individuals with the right passion, desire, aptitude, and attitude. To work in the automotive repair industry, Jake and Pete sought after these individuals and developed a technician apprentice program to give them the training needed to become a successful technician in today's world. The Napa Auto Care Apprentice Program includes a comprehensive nine-stage curriculum that includes a variety of types of training, including exclusive in-depth classroom training videos, instructor-led Napa Auto Tech classes, web-based Auto Tech e-learning courses, and practice skills with hands-on learning in the shop with the guidance of a mentor. The Apprentice Program curriculum is competency-based, meaning an apprentice can move through each stage at a pace that best suits them. 
Most apprentices complete the program within two years, and upon completion, apprentices will have earned four ASE certifications, G1, A4, A5, and AC certifications, adding industry validation to the skills an apprentice acquires. Apprentice graduates are also registered with the Department of Labor as journey worker automotive technicians. Having an apprentice in your shop will ultimately benefit your shop as they advance through the program. In most cases, as the apprentice develops their skill set producing billable hours, you'll see a growth in your gross profit by stage five. One of the largest entry barriers for individuals looking to enter the automotive repair industry is the cost of tools. To keep your apprentice motivated, they receive an apprentice toolkit, including a four-drawer tool cart for all registered apprentices. Together, Nap Auto Care and your shop can fix the technician shortage. Start now, grow your own, and build your bench. Our future technicians can come from our concentrated efforts, and it's free. Contact your NAPA representative to learn more, or log in to member.napaautocare.com or contact your servicing NAPA Auto Parts stores sales representative. I am curious because one of the things you mentioned is coupons and stuff, and with a finance background, I can't believe you're a guy who's out there discounting. There's certain ways that you have to get customers in, okay? There's certain ways. So there's different customer acquisition calls. So there's certain things that you can do. You can get new customers and market to get new customers. You can increase your prices or you can market to existing customers. And this is, the app is such an awesome thing that we have that allows the customers to feel like members. And so now, yes, we have seen them coming back and back and back. Now, to your point, in terms of a finance background, I really don't, I don't want to say I don't care about the but I'm going to get my customers. I'm going to do what it takes to make sure my customers come in through the door because I believe that when they experience that our shop, they're not going to want to go anywhere else. Yeah, and, and JJ and Carm, Carm, I got to answer this to give JJ some props here. What most shops view as a discount, JJ calls a premium. And that's because he did not skip step one in, in the five steps of this book I've been talking about which is that if you don't, and JJ being a finance guy, I think is the reason he absorbed this idea and refused to skip over it. In fact, Carm, this hits on the number one reason apps fail. Because as an owner, you're already like, see if, see if the audience agrees with me here, you're already underpaid and overworked. So if you build a member program and you think in any stretch of your imagination, you view it as a discount, the app will fail. And mm-hmm. not only the app, your member program will fail because now you put yourself in a position with your best customers. You feel like you're going to be making less than you were before. I get it. But I think when it's sold as a member program, I'm willing to pay five bucks a year for a membership in a club, if you will. True. That's the club price. And JJ, right, as a finance guy, I think this is where him and I, because I have a finance degree as well. It is in the numbers. In fact, apps only happen by default. Both my team and I, we view apps simply as what the consumer wants to use as their number one preference. I didn't want to build an app, to be honest. All I've been trying to do, and it kind of relates back to a, I've had a lot of these light bulb moments since 2008. You know, if we've all watched Steve Jobs, he has this moment where he introduces the iPhone and everyone's going, wow, it's going to change the world. No one really believed it, but it actually did. And so, because what the smartphone does, and this is kind of the most recent light bulb moment karma I had on this was everyone, a lot of people listening probably have a mother-in-law, right? And my mother-in-law, I actually love her to death. But you know how it is, right? You've been there four hours. You know, it's late at night. It was, it was I think it was a summer night a couple of years ago. I'm like, we got to go home, guys. We've been hanging out with the in-laws too long. So we're driving away. I love my mother-in-law. She's listening. Love you, Sharon. So 
We're driving away. It was a perfect time to leave, right? It was a perfect time just to go home. It was the right time. Now I had at the time probably a, what was seven-year-old daughter. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, a shriek that you can't imagine that you've ever heard, just to scream like crazy. I go, oh no, is is a bug? You know, she fears bugs. And no, out of her mouth, she, she starts yelling, shoggy, shoggy. I left behind shoggy. And I knew at that moment, everything about me, it was more convenient to just keep driving. And this is how I kind of view a customer interaction with a shop too. It's more convenient to not come back sometimes, right? That's how hard we make to do business with our shops. That's what it was. There was only one thing that got me to turn around that night. And it was that my daughter, it was more painful to keep driving. Because so I turn around, sure enough, take the whole family back. We go get her little frog that she calls Shoggy. She had to have Shoggy. And at that moment, it occurred to me, that's what we're doing with apps. I'd already been a couple years in trying to figure out what was the psychology behind an app. And the psychology is that your customer is leaving something behind. And what is the most vast resource that we think we have? It's time. And it's not that vast when you, when you, you know, you to, we're told to number our days in wisdom, right? It's the beginning of wisdom to number your days. But right in there, I realized it's actually, that's what an app is doing. It's getting your customer to give you their most, they already have their car there. In fact, it's easier just to drive. They'd love to just drive away and not be there, but they're there. And then now we're going to ask them to take extra time to actually share their time and space on their phone and build a profile. And do, so, and we get about 6.2 interactions in the app. So we're getting 6.2, what I call time giving opportunities where your customer is willing to give you their time. We often think money and that like Costco gets $50 a year. It's not money. It's the time. It's the time for you to own that member card, to show it proudly when you walk in. It's the time to own your membership, to be a Costco guy, to check the deals. And you're, you're so in tune with Costco. Now, JJ and I have talked about this. We don't have the benefits Costco has, right? Where you get 20 to 30 visits a year. We maybe get two, three. Yeah. So our interaction points are very minimal. And that app has to be dialed in at, at grabbing time. And if we don't, then we're back to the original psychology. They're just going to go back to Google. And they're probably going to find your competitor. It'd be easier to go somewhere else. And we want, we want to change the paradigm and go, nope, let's get their time. Get them to give us their time where they actually have a vehicle profile. They're checking their service history. And then here's the cool thing about an app. That's where an app gives the time back. Now they're one click away from an appointment. They're live chatting with JJ's team in the app. And now we're giving them the time back. Now it's more convenient to come back to the shop than it is to leave. JJ, I'm your customer. We're at the counter. I'm a long-term customer. You've just offered up this app. You're explaining to me that this is a really right option for me. Just like going back for the froggy, Jeremy, this is a right option for me. Sell me. Yeah. First of all, I have two people, Justin and Lenny, that they sell it all the time. They do it every day. I'm in the back dealing with uh, the business side of stuff. However, that's one of the things that we focused on was them integrating the app into the sales process. So what we do, we have two points of contact. They're at the front where we let them know, hey, because there's two things that I want to back up real quick. The app, you can be a subscriber. So you can use the app free of charge, not a problem at all. And then you can become a member. Okay, so the member is like the second tier. Okay, so the membership is where it's the $5 to auto renew. Okay, but we don't really have to sell it. We just give them the value of it. Like the example, every member, okay, not just the app subscriber, but every member, any shop can set it up the way that they choose to. This is the way that this is the way that we rolled with it. But I like 10% off every purchase, parts, labor, everything. 10% off every purchase and you get a 5% rebate up to $50 in the app. Okay. So if you spent, let's say thousand dollars, hypothetically, 
Okay. And we all know prices are increasing all, all over the world. But let's say you came in and spent a thousand dollars. You automatically get one hundred dollars off today. Now, would you trade that? Of course you would. You would get that. So you don't mind downloading the app right now for free. Okay. And you get a hundred dollars today and you're going to get 5% rebate in your rebate coupon that you can redeem on your next visit. And it has to be redeemed within a certain amount of time. And you can set all of up. There's all type of, I couldn't believe that this actually existed. I couldn't believe it because I was trying to do it myself, Carmen. Uh, he beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Cost of discounting. Are you throwing that into marketing? Yes. But the thing is this, I give you an example in terms of some numbers, okay? Our average RO on average is, has increased roughly around 15, 16%, okay? So the numbers speak for themselves before I even had an app, okay? And it's been, we've had it, what, like seven months now? We've only had it like seven months. And our average RO has increased 15, 16% on average. Like I said, the discount is not a discount. It's my... It's a way of acquiring. You didn't do anything else at your counter, anything else in your sales pitching, anything else in productivity, DVI. You're blaming it or crediting the app for all of that. You have to have a good business in place first. Okay. So we have a lot of processes in place already, but the app has added, yes, another layer of increase because now like our members, they don't even care about price anymore. They don't care. All right. So I care about having this app as a connection tool on someone's phone, the all-knowing, all-seeing app for my vehicle at JJ's. And I want to get it, but I just don't believe that I have to be discounting. Will it still work for me? Sure. There's multiple things that you can do. I give you an example. We do the 10% discount because we feel that we like that as our mode of exchange. That's your in. I mean, you're using it as your in. The app gets you this. Is it one time or every time? Every single time in perpetuity throughout the world. <laughs> <laughs> Go to JJ's Auto Service Center. Hey, but, Visit hey, now. <laughs> yeah, but Carm, but, but Carm, also too, This first of all, I don't believe this app is, it could be for anybody, but I don't think it's for somebody who wants to stay the same. I don't think it's for somebody who's interested in the status quo. It's for the owner, the independent guy, the dealership, whoever wants to use it, that's interested in being 10 years ahead of their competition. And not only that, Carm, like one of the things, not only do we do the 10% discount, we also do the 5% rebate, okay? We also have it here every year, their coupons get loaded up as a member. So we do one free alignment check, one free set of wiper blades, one free tire rotation, one free multi-point inspection and two charging system tests. Okay, so once, and they can come in and redeem those coupons every time. Now, if you have that, don't you think you're going to come back? You would want to come, especially if your experience was good. Now, if your experience is awful, then it's, it's that goes without saying. That. Yeah, that goes, that goes without saying. So there's something in the app for me. I think of, we don't have Costco yet in our town, Jeremy. We have BJ's. And so whenever we would go to BJ's, I would turn on my app and I would quickly go through all the coupons that I could load up in my app so that the point of sale system recognizes them and I automatically get my deal or my discount. So it seems to me, JJ, with the app packed with stuff that I could benefit from, then I go to the shop, will my service advisor who's in front of me 
have any kind of connection to say, hey, you have or you haven't used this particular benefit. I don't walk out of the shop saying, oh, damn, that was no charge. Why did they charge me? There's a forward-facing app, but there's also a back-end app. And you can see what coupons they have available. So we ask them, and you can just click right there, and it redeems automatically in the cloud, and they see it right there on the. They can just show the app. Boom, show the app, and they can redeem their wiper blade coupon now. So you're managing their app behind the scenes for them as they're there because you have to, you must, because they're in the club, if you will. They're in the cool kids club, right? We can redeem it on the back end, but they can also do it as well right there on their app. If they want to redeem it now, boom, and it, and it pops up. So yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things that they realize. A lot of times too, we'll say, hey, we see you have your tire rotation coupon available. Would you like to use it today? They're like, no, I'm going to save that for next time. All right. That means they're, they're telling that's, me. They're that's, that's good I words. Love <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's intimacy right there. That's intimacy. I'm going to use it for next time. They've already made a commitment. They're coming back. See, the thing is this. I didn't have to hire more people either. It's just our two people, Justin and Lenny in the front. And they do a heck of a job just relaying the value of everything. So Jeremy thought of everything? Absolutely not, right, JJ? We have a developer queue. We've got some real tight integrations that we have in mind. So of course, taking it from mind and putting it in code is, yeah, no, we have not thought of everything. In fact, it's like I said, I'm a student. So the more people that are adopting the theories at play here, which is, again, it's not about an app. Believe it or not, I just refuse to talk about an app. I don't know how you're going to title this episode, Carm. You don't want me to put the word app in the title? You can, no, go for it. But it is an exchange of customer time. That is the most critical thing we have to get our customers to do. And back to the discounting, I cannot let this go, Carm. Do you have a Target in your town? Uh, Yeah, I do. Do you use the Target red card? I don't have a red card. People that go to Target and they don't use the red card are willingly paying 5% more than everyone else. So the way that we're calling it a discount isn't really fair to the way that JJ is using it. JJ made sure his price structure, he created what we call, right, JJ, in the book, Mm -hmm. we call it a premium retail price. It's for the guy that is not even price conscious. So many people go to Target today, they're not price conscious, at least not up to 5%, they're not. And they refuse to use the Target red card and Target sits there and makes 5% more on them. So for us to call a membership a discount is not fair to the concept. The concept is create a premium retail price. And for customers not willing to exchange time because time is more important than money, they will not join JJ's member program. It won't even be about the app. There's a Lowe's in our town. I live way out in the country. We have a Walmart and a Lowe's for as far as big box type stores in a small town. I have a Lowe's card and I go to Lowe's because I get five, but they just don't seem to have everything in this country store like the Home Depot 25 miles away. But to your point, I always try Lowe's first because I am a quote, quote, even though it's even though it's a charge card and even though I have 5%, it lures me there as the first call. That's our hope because you exchange the time to own that experience. So it's, it's letting the customer own their experience at JJ's shop. And the other thing is, is my Lowe's card's in my wallet, but the app is on my phone. So here I am scrolling and, you know, side to side. And I don't fail to remember that oh, there's the JJ app. We don't have a card, so you won't leave a card. But you, like you said, it, it is on the phone and it has barcodes. You can scan them and all that stuff. You say I haven't been there in four or five months, JJ. Does the app do anything? Do you do any pushing or do you use texting? There's uh, instant messaging available. There's push notifications available. And I haven't even used the app to its fullest potential because you can automate stuff. 
all types of things to keep touching that particular customer. A lot of times we reach out by phone and text them, but you can also do that within the app. But yeah, it, it will auto renew on its own though. But there's push notifications. They can set appointments then go into the app, get the directions, everything like that. It's just very, very user friendly. And I'm kind of mad I didn't invent it myself. <laughs> <laughs> What about multi-store? Does the app manager handle that? Good question. I only have one shop right now. Jeremy's better for that. Yeah, Carl, that is a great question. It goes back to the data set that you have. So if you have multiple rooftops, and let's say you're using Techmetric or Shopware, right? You most likely have two accounts, two rooftop database sets of data. So although we can put you as one app in the App Store and, and we do that, it's when you first get in there as a consumer, you toggle to your preferred store. So you own the data set at that store. Now, the moment that Techmetric and Shopware start to allow the merging of history between locations, then we're, of course, going to follow suit and, and allow that to happen. But a multi-store definitely can happen. And you don't want, you can't even, in fact, Apple just reject your app. We cannot build you two apps unless you have a different brand and a different uh, Dun & Bradstreet number. So we'll just have to comply with Apple and Google on that point. We'll get you one branded app that matches your name, and then we'll have multiple rooftops in there that the customer's choosing their, their settings. Got it. JJ, what are the customers saying to you? Now, you say it's been seven months that you've been using this. Someone comes in. Are they happy that they did this? Do they find it to be... Is something they just, they don't go to every day like Spotify. They want to listen to music. This is not an often go-to app. How do they remind themselves that they have it? Again, go back to a place for mom, a place for car repair. When you don't go sometimes to, you know, two and a half times a year. How does it stay prominent? I guess that's my question. That's a good question. And like I said, it is part of our overall process. Okay. Part of our overall thing that we do. It's not the entire thing, it is a major part, but like I said, through push notifications, we're able to message them, we're able to do follow-ups, we can send out new coupons. Anytime we add a coupon to there, you can, and by the way, you can literally on the back end add a coupon to somebody's account right there in their app. They get notified of it. So they get around six touches per user. So they're able to, they can put their car, pictures of their car, selfie, whatever. I've seen a lot of times too where people they have three or four cars, okay? And they brought one car in and then you see them adding their other cars that they have not brought to the shop that of course they're going to need servicing, that are going to need us. They add those cars to it. They get all types of recall alerts. I mean, Jeremy did the whole shebang on it. So yeah, yeah, just, I should, I, yeah JJ, I should, I should talk about that because getting karma on that back end, it's, it's again, if they view that they gave you some time, it's built in the psychology. It's not necessarily that they're going to remember the app. It's in their psychology that they're a member. And then you go looking for your tools to, that you know you need to use as a member. So the six main things that happens, it's 6.2, but I'll, I'll kind of highlight the main things. I've been tracking this now for three years. Here's the six main things that a consumer does once they get in the app. One, they use social share sign-in. People hate creating new passwords. So when we rolled this out, I believe JJ kind of got the the fruit of that effort of our team to make that done. When a consumer first goes in, they don't, they're not even prompted to create a password. They can use Apple, Google, or Facebook, and they're in. Two, the second thing they use, native to the device, they use Touch ID or Face ID. 
So in addition to the opt-in where they're giving you your cell phone number so you have that and it's it's absolutely compliant because they opted in, got a verification code, then you're going the next step. They're going to use Face ID to get in. Third, and this isn't even the consumer knowing this, Apple and Google are getting better at adding the search functionality on our phones where we can find apps again, right? Because if you have 50 apps, how do you even find it again, right? I mean, you just go to the search on your phone, type in the letter C and boom, there's my Chick-fil-A app, right? So, you know, they're one letter away from being right back into JJ's app. Then four, the actual creation of your subscription profile. And what we call that is allow push notifications, because they were at JJ's shop, totally a trusted brand. You know, there's a lot of those apps you try them and the first prompt you get, you disallow, right? Like, no, I don't want these guys. Well, that's absolutely not the case. That is not the case with, the, with these customers because they want to allow because they know they're a member and why would they want to miss what JJ just prompted them to do? And then the fifth thing is they get into a, bur- and I don't know if I'm on the right number, but it's birthday club. It's unbelievable how the restaurants have used that tool. Why can we not use the same tool? And we're working on a kind of a fine tuning of that. Should every vehicle have a birthday, right? At this point, it's Profile's birthday. I think we're going to add a couple of special things in there. And then six, it's the people's gamification of an app. If your app is lame, like let's say your business is stellar, but your app is lame. Let's say that's your situation. They may get into your app. They may use your member program, but the app is not going to help you. So now you can go flip side. You could have an awesome shop and have no app and be totally fine. The app is not the silver bullet. But if you have one, here's this kind of the sixth thing. We call it the STARS program. I based it after Starbucks, but I kind of, I went insane with it. I'm addicted to using consumer apps myself. JJ, you know this, they get in there, they unlock his rewards program. Then STARS appear all over the place. And what are these STARS doing? They're trying to ask the customer to exchange some time to get STARS. So he's got a cool reward in there. So they'll do something like book an appointment, earns them five stars, and it will show it on the screen, splash, five stars show up on the screen, or add my selfie, five more stars. Like, why are we doing that? Why are we willing to throw stars their way? Well, it's because I know from experience, the more time we can get from them, the more likely that app has the ability to disrupt their behavior. That's right. If we can't disrupt their behavior, then the app really is pointless. So it has to do those things. It has to disrupt behavior. So iron stars, I walk into the shop. What happens? Do lights go off and smoke? Oh, we we could get it better, Carm. <laughs> JJ, isn't that a good idea? Let's do that. <laughs> Put the sirens outside. <laughs> yeah, now You're we- the biggest star winner of the day. Thank you so much. I don't know. You could have fun. So a shop can use the stars anywhere they want. I mean, that's your point, right? They really can. As far as interaction in the app, where you're going, Carb, is really cool. I would use a different tool for that. We have a, a custom deal promo code tool. You can create any code you want. Like picture you got this amazing real estate agent that you want to affiliate yourself with. Well, put together an amazing new mover offer with a code for that agent. Anytime that agent shares it, they they sell a home. Here's a new mover offer from JJ. That person goes to your app, activates the code, and it adds that new mover offer right to their account. So you can even use it in those ways, Carm, kind of a little bit just I call cutting edge, right? Yeah, digital... Yep. There's so many ways to do it. And that's an unlimited tool. JJ, if we haven't talked about that, let's do that, right? You get with the real estate agents. I Mm -hmm. mean, however you just are great in your community, a fundraiser, you're going to your your kid's fundraiser. We've had people set up a code that has a package for parents. Beautiful. Download the app, download this, you know, Ridgeview Warhawks code for our soccer team. And there's a, you know, a free wall change or whatever your, you know, the way you want to make the app be the tool that gets them to come to you. Referrals, guys. Is there anything in there for referrals? That goes to what Jeremy was saying there. There's 
automatically built in referral codes, unique referral code. So the whole mover code is, if you will, in the referral mentality, right? It is. And that I call that affiliate marketing. It's you're rewarding your affiliates in that because you can even track, hey, that agent sent me four customers. Maybe I'm going to send him a box of cookies, right? That way you can see where your affiliates are coming from. This referral to me is more about if the consumer's in there, like a lot of people use Groupon, you know, you could invite a friend to Groupon and get $10 added to your, to your next deal. So we built that exact same concept in there. JJ's customer. I'm at dinner with friends and I got the app six months ago, went back again. It's been kind of fun. I appreciate what's going on. And I show this to a friend at the table. Is there a way then right there that I could refer this individual through email, through something? Text, just yep, right through there. They can click text to friend. It'll even pre-write the text for them and send it from their own text channel. And then what happens? Then the individual on the receiving side would then put the app down? Yeah, they would get a text that would have the code right in it and say, hey, this was Jeremy. We'd love you to try JJ's shop. Here's the code. And they'll download the app, activate the code, and they'll have that new offer to come into your shop with. Got it. So I never been to your shop, but I'm kind of... Locked and loaded. And here's the best part, right, JJ? You, my favorite part is you get to see your new customers before they come in. Absolutely. It's fascinating. It's a really yeah. fascinating. And if you watch the 6.2 actions, he can get in there and go, hey, they put a selfie and I even know what they look like, right? They yeah. joined up for my birthday club. They've never been here. An app can be your salesman if you do it right. Okay. JJ doesn't want anyone else to have this app. I understand that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeremy, when you sit with shop owners like JJ and they say, no, I'm not interested. What are they saying to you that doesn't make them take a move to an app? I'm a very reflective person, Carmen. It tells me I'm not explaining it right because it's never about the app. If someone tells me no to all these things we've been talking about and they use the word app, I'll know that I basically sucked at explaining what I was trying to explain. So this is, it's not an app. And uh just happens to be the tool that consumers are using. Again, I didn't want to be building an app for eight years, guys. Like, I'm more of a marketer and a persuasive person than I am. A, I don't write code. It's not where I wanted to be, but consumers have taken us there. If we don't follow, we miss the opportunity. Actually, it sounds brilliant, JJ. You got a marketer, a customer advocate individual who's going out to get the code written. And it seems to me that Jeremy's ability to explain to coders what he wants and why he wants it has made this app something that you absolutely love, JJ. So kudos to Jeremy, because I think it is it is such an important role in our tech world today to have a practical individual who knows what they want in their hands, could not write it, to be able to explain to a coder and to have that coder say, God, I think I got what Jeremy says. And then they, Jeremy, they give you something back that's even better than you thought. Yeah. Oh, that would be a dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting me excited, Carp. Do you know these developers? <laughs> Offline, I will explain to you why I am passionate about that, because in one of my many roles in my lifetime, I did a lot of that. I, t I worked with coders, but that was back in green screen world. And I had so much fun explaining to coders why we needed an enhancement or a screen to look like this and why that data needed to be saved and put over here. I had so much fun doing that years ago. It wasn't a, a long time that I did it, but I had so much fun doing it, which is why I brought it up. There was a lot of things in terms of how to position this tool and how to market this tool and how to different things of talking to customers about it and just how to convert them from subscribers or customers to members is amazing. So he really held my hand a lot. And the funny thing is, 
like I said, from initiation to getting it to market was only 30 days. And so they were able to deliver that. So it wasn't like a two year, like he did all the hard work. And I was so glad because I, I don't want to do that type of work, but he put a tool right in our hand and it's definitely been a blessing to our shop. hundred percent. Wow. Final thoughts, Jeremy. Well, I have to bring up Chris at Autoflow. You know him, right, Carm, pretty well. My thoughts on Chris is we were talking about developers. I was kind of picking on him a little bit. But the reality is, is it's like, that's the reason that I stay in the industry is guys like Chris. He brought me over to do, do some work for, for Auto. You know, they become Autoflow. And to see his developers and their passions, yeah, I hadn't seen it quite up close and personal, quite like it happens at Autoflow. And it has relit a fire in me to stay in our industry. I wrote this book. It's sitting behind me, 300 pages. It, it, with the intention there, Carm, was to write it and leave. I was so frustrated. I was to the point of despair, not being able to explain what we're trying to do. And so to write that book and then God to bring Chris into my life and kind of reignite this passion for the industry. I just wanted to give Chris some props on that, that, that why I'm even talking to you today, Carm, is to see that there's people in our industry who they absorb, and his developer team does that. They'll absorb what the consumer wants, what the technician wants, what the advisor wants, and they will build it. It's relit a fire in me to really listen to my customers, to really see where I'm not explaining things well. And then a gift of knowing JJ now has kind of become that. So if I could end on that, just kind of a sense of gratitude for someone like Chris and just to still be in this industry. I'm so thankful I haven't left. Chris Cloutier, Autoflow, a great friend, good guy, and kind of reminds me a little bit of you, his values and his passion. Good stuff. By the way, if we had all kinds of time and Jeremy could tell you his bio and where he's been around the world, you're a fascinating individual. And maybe one day we need to tell your full story. JJ, any final word? Like Jeremy, I'm very grateful for certain people that God has put in my path has really helped me develop business that has just been very successful. I'm just very grateful. I told Jeremy, he didn't believe me when we first met. I said, look, when we get this up and running, I'm gunning for that number one spot. And he was like, he was like, all right, yeah, okay, I've heard that before. <laughs> but uh, in, just, in just a little bit of time, you know, we're getting on average 70 members per month. So very grateful. It has added another layer, uh, another dimension to our business that has differentiated us in our town. And, you know, to anybody, any shop owner, whatever, that's looking to take their operation, their thing to another level, highly recommend it. It adds a lot of flavor to it. Jeremy, how can people get a hold of you? The best place would be go to write to appfueled.com and put in forward slash Jeremy. AppFueled.com. AppFueled.com forward slash Jeremy. I love to take those first 15 or 20 minutes and see what someone has for a vision. Because like when JJ reached out, I didn't know what his vision was. It's a great place to start. That's kind of like how I like to start a conversation. See what your vision is. How do you envision this tool being used in your shop? Well, do me a favor. Keep me in touch with what's going on, JJ. You and Jeremy, I'm fascinated by this piece of technology, this quote, quote, app that you've got, Jeremy. Other customers have it. JJ seems to be. He's number one. <laughs> He's number one. And I will beat off everyone who tries to take my place. <laughs> <laughs> this was great. Uh, Jeremy Glasgow, founder of AppFueled at AppFueled.com and Jeff Mott, owner of JJ's Auto Service, number one. There you go. Thanks, guys, for being here. Thanks again, Carm. Thanks, JJ. Yes, sir. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.